Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir, if you say so, sir. Yes, sir. I'll do that right now. Sir. We'll do a hysterectomy on Major Burns. You don't like it. I mean, don't be afraid to tell me, sir. I can take criticism. Want to finish here for me, please? Yes, sir. My two favorite words. Let's just soak it in for a minute. I'm soaking my Hey, MASH fans, time for another episode of the MASH 4077 Podcast. I'm one of your co-host, Kenny, and joining me again is the wonderful Simon. Oh, gentleman. Unfortunately, Al is not with us in this episode, so you're just getting the two of us. Lonely. So <laughs> lonely. <laughs> oh, we miss Al. Oh, uh, <laughs> hopefully that sex change operation have gone okay, and uh, he'll, he'll come back as Allison. <laughs> Oh, you're so going to get so in trouble here. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a few months before he hears it. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Today, we're going to be discussing Season 3, Episode 21, Big Mac. And no, it's not a McDonald's reference. No. This is the 69th episode overall, directed by Don Weiss, written by Lawrence Marks, originally aired on February 25th, 1975, and the production code is B313. This guy's a right idea. Write a book on traumatic surgery, and then when a war breaks out, the book gets drafted and he stays home. Sponge. Hello, Frank. How are you? Pretty big talk. Uh, Pierce using a textbook? Orthopedic case. <sighs> Doom cough. All right, let's put him under, shall we? Watch this. Need some help, Pierce? No, thanks. I'd rather save the patient. That got him. Unless they taught you something special at Vivisection State Teachers College. <laughs> Which I doubt. Here we go. You better quit while you're behind, Frank. I've been a practicing surgeon for 12 years. When do you think you'll be ready to operate? <laughs> Just an estimate, Frank. Frank, I begged you to quit. Give me a four by four. And another thing. Frank, they'll show you. Ooh, and I have the plot summary as well. The camp prepares for a visit from General Douglas MacArthur, but Klinger interrupts the proceedings with his attempts to earn a Section 8 discharge. He's coming here. Him. Here. General Douglas MacArthur. <gasps> The head man, the chief cheese, is coming here. Him? Here? Here. The big monkey. The biggest, highest, monkeyest of them all. Wow. They don't come any monkeyer. And you know why he's coming here? Because we've got the most impressive damn record of any medical unit in Korea. That's north, south, east, or west. We're the mash that is the best. Right, right. Okay, so guest stars for this one, Graham Jarvis as Colonel Whitman. Graham's dead now, uh, but that, don't hold that against him. Uh, he appeared in some great TV programmes such as Six Feet Under, Home Improvement, The X-Files, Cobra, TNG, Married with Children, and of course, Trapper John M.D. And of course we have Jamie Farr as Corporal Maxwell Q. Klinger. 
God. Wainwright the third returns. As you can see where this is going. Earth Captain Calvin Spaulding. Oh, you love him. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and we have the return of Odessa Cleveland playing Lieutenant Ginger Bayless. Hey, Jeff Maxwell turns back up again as Igor Straminsky. Oh, look who I got. Kelly Nakahara hey. playing Lieutenant Kelly Yamato. And uh, Jeannie Schuler plays the nurse. We have Dennis Troy playing the driver. Mm. Uh, Klinger, about that uh, get-up. You don't like it? I mean, don't be afraid to tell me, sir. I can take criticism. No, no, it's, uh, it's not the uh, outfit uh, per se, wise. It's the pedicure. Little naughty? Klinger, the one thing that General MacArthur may not understand at a military hospital four miles from the front is a flower girl with a five o'clock shadow. I mean, I just can't have you traipse around while his nibs is here. Sir, you can't be serious. This is my big chance to get out. General MacArthur can discharge anybody, Harry Truman, if he wants. No dice, fella. Please, Colonel. I won't smile at him or say I'm pregnant or anything. All right, I'll tell you what. I'll give you three days R&R in Tokyo. You leave before Big Mac arrives, okay? What good is that? He'll be here and I'll be there. Well, it's either that or put you under tent arrest, tied to a bedpost if we have to. And I'd hate to do that, Klinger. I worked so very hard for this, sir. Easy, guy. Hasn't been easy, smiling through the makeup. I'm sorry, Klinger. Better dismiss me, sir, before my mascara starts. Dismissed. Okay, I think I'll start us off with this episode. Again, it was it was it was lackluster for me. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't know. It's just something about this episode. It just. I don't know. I don't want to say I didn't like it because it was enjoyable, but it's not one I can watch over and over again. I did. I thought it was funny that that radar came all of a sudden like this GI guy. Duty rosters will be posted on the bulletin board. No changes will be made. All leaves are canceled unless of hardship, emergency, or of like or similar nature. A death in the family is good as always. All future announcements will be in either vocal, oral, or written down form, and in the case of the latter, accompanied by immediate superior signature and three copies, with two in my in-basket and one in my out. Company! Dismiss! You know, he was marching and stepping in, you know, when he was uh, presenting to the crowd of people. And he had the clipboard, and he's, like, taking two steps, and he turns sharply. And, I mean, it was very, like, you know, very uh, military, yeah. which is unusual for Radar. I know occasionally he'll do that, but it was just funny to me. Um, it drove me crazy, Frank, burning books. Hey, Trent. Frank, what are you doing? Burning books. Oh, any special reason, Dr. Hitler? One of the greatest living Americans is coming, and I'm not going to let him see some of the trash that's read around here. Plato's Republic? The life of Red Grange? Revolutionaries. Right. Robinson Crusoe? Everybody runs around half naked. Norman Mailer. It's got that word in it. (gasps) Frank, you burn one more book, I'm going to give you a dancing lesson in the minefield. 
Now knock it off, Nat Brain. General of the Army, General Douglas MacArthur, your Supreme Commander is going to inspect you, fella. Oh, I mean, it goes, it goes along with his character, and I understand, but uh, he just... I have been... Oh, uh, yeah. You know me. Me and Frank yeah. just don't get along. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just another example of, of, of just how you know short-minded he is and how bigoted he is and especially when they're reading the titles of the books you're like oh my god and i mean it, what's sad is that people really do burn those books you know yeah. and it's just it makes me cringe to think that people are that that narrow-minded oh mm. drive me crazy uh i thought it was funny that radar was playing macarthur you know <laughs> yeah, in the car with a big old pipe and yeah rather well as well i thought yeah, yeah, that was funny. And then the fact that, you know, Mar the real MacArthur comes shortly after they're practicing and he's still in it with the pipe and the hat as he's saluting <laughs> MacArthur as he's driving by, um, which was hilarious. Uh, you know, I loved uh, I don't, the whole, when um, Klinger was at the entrance and the, the attache or the aide to MacArthur comes by and sees <laughs> Klinger in the dress. Colonel Blake's office? Straight ahead, sir. Can't miss it. Thank you, uh, soldier. Corporal Klinger, sir. Sentry post number one. Carry on. Must be therapy for the mental cases. Yeah. Um, that was hilarious. The whole little scene, the whole, I guess it was fun. The whole, um, the more I think about it, I'm like, okay, I did like that scene. Oh, yeah, I like that scene too. I liked when the aide was telling the, the main senior officers you know, the plan, and Hawkeye making little digs left and right, and... And uh, Colonel Whiteman here of General MacArthur's general staff has very kindly condescended to brief us all briefly on the general's impinging visit. Thank you, Colonel. I'm sure you must all be excited at the idea of meeting our supreme commander. I'm thrilled beyond repair. My belly button's been puckering and unpuckering all day. <laughs> A little charged up. You know, he big chief coming. <laughs> All right. Let me clue you in uh, schedule and briefing-wise. I'll roger that. McIntyre. Now, the general will arrive at exactly 1155 hours and will enter the camp at this point. I assume you will not, repeat, not have the same man on sentry duty. Clinger. Clinger? Oh, no, sir. Uh, make a note, no Clinger. But he just had his ears pierced. Now, the general's cavalcade will circle the compound inspecting troops and then will stop here at point B at precisely 1158 hours. The general will dismount at 1159 hours after a one-minute security inspection of the area by escort. From 1200 to 1204 hours, the general will be welcomed by commanding officer. Maybe you can break the four-minute welcome, Henry. You better go into training. <laughs> 1,200 to 1,200, 400 hours. Colonel Whiteman, I just want to say that this disrespectful attitude is in no way shared by myself or Major Burns on my right. On your right what? Included in the above said time allotment for commanding officer's greeting is the introduction of inferior grade officers. That's got to be us. Yes? I think the Colonel might like to know that Major Houlihan's father was under General MacArthur in the cavalry. Her father was a horse. Did you know that? Our engagement is off. 
While the general is here, do not address him unless he first addresses you. And then always use his full name and rank in reply as, uh, yes, General MacArthur. No, General MacArthur. Thank you, General MacArthur. God almighty. Close, very close. You know, I mean, Trapper and Hawkeye really don't care. Nah. They, ca- they can care less. Um, but, you know, and, and Hawkeye even said, you know, we're going to show him who we are. We are drafty doctors. And he's going to find us just the way we are and what we are. Drafty doctors, a little gamey and dazed from crawling inside people trying to keep them breathing. You know, we're not, we didn't volunteer for this. We were drafted. We don't want to be here. You know, military is not our life. So why pretend to like the place? You know, and I thought that was, that was, it was, it was correct. It's how Hawkeye should act, Mm. you know? But uh, overall, it was a ho-hum kind of episode for me. How about you? Uh, Well, I have um, three lines on my notes. (laughs) Which uh, say, and I quote, Oh, look, another Rain White song stuffed in for no apparent reason. Um, well, it's not Corregidor, you know, it's only Korea. It's a lousy little war, but we'd still love to see you. And I'm sure we can scrounge up a beach. And you can splash in and give us a speech With your corn cob pipe And your five gold stars The Match 477 sign goes up for the first time. It's the first time that we see the Best Care Anywhere sign. Yeah. Uh, And finally, it was just okay episode, quite enjoyable. Um... Yeah, there's some nice little touches. I mean, Klinger, 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 uh, Klinger dressed as the Statue of Liberty at the, oh, yeah. at the end. was That was quite fun. I love I'm the not, fact uh, that, that MacArthur salutes to him. Like, yeah. oh, he's America, you know. Well, there, there again, that's that's the whole point of this episode, isn't it? Where it's, it's, it's showing... Um, okay, so this is somebody who, who's not American, lives outside of America. And I think this is the episode that shows everything which is the stereotypical bad side. Of, mm. of of of, uh, of America, um, you know, as you say, the burning of the books, and especially yeah. when the books are generally about Marxism or yes. socialism, you know, the, the, yeah. these are uh, statements of stuff to do with other countries, uh, which is I always find um, slightly ironic that everyone loves the ideology of something like Star Trek, especially like the Next Generation, which is mm-hmm. purely the basis of social, um, yeah. socialism. Yeah, um, yet everyone goes against it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be weird. It's and crazy. You've got the, you know, you've got the the stars and stripes, and you've got the Statue of Liberty, you know, a present from France. Um, all this kind of stuff. And it's like, ah, yeah, all these things bundled together. Um, having Frank burn in the books, okay, it's a, it's a statement of, of, of what he's meant to be. But, of course, it's also a, a hint of um, what Nazi Germany was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, this is set in the 50s, only 20 years earlier, uh, which, which, of course, a lot of people are still scarred from, uh, whether that's meant to, It doesn't add anything to Frank's character. It just shows him as an ass. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Again, it's it's an okay episode. I I more than happy not to go back and watch it again if I'm honest, uh, and that, that's about it. Yep, I totally agree with you. All right, so let's go ahead and move on. What's your work assignment, Trent? Supervise cleanup of the garbage dump. All the assignments are based on personality. Funny. What's yours? Entertainment committee. Oh, you're going to inflate your sleeping bag? Do your Kate Smith imitation? No, I got something better planned. Okay, this guy's all retreaded, ready for the ward. Orderly? No orderlies around, doctor. What do you mean, no orderlies? 
They're all out there manicuring the rocks. I couldn't even get an x-ray on this guy. Are we running a hospital or a motel for visiting demigods? It's Frank, the all-purpose idiot. He's been like a crazed weasel ever since this thing started. Why don't we have his legs ironed for the inspection? Kelly, give me a hand here, will you? All right, time for some behind the scenes. I have the first one. Trapper says, this is Bedpan Alley, referring to Tin Pan Alley from 1940. Uh, Henry says, Daily Bloomington Pantograph. Oh, boy, I can just see it. Uh, Supreme Commander inspects local doctor. Referencing the Daily Pantograph is the newspaper of Bloomington, Illinois. I like those little, little, little touches they throw in there. Yeah, little nods. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The enduring mystery of this episode is the identity of the actor playing General MacArthur, who is not credited for his brief appearance. Ooh. Hmm. I looked at him and I looked at him, but he didn't. I didn't recognize him as anyone you know, super popular. Yeah. I wonder if he's uh, uh, Gelbart. That would be cool if it was. Yeah, one of the yeah. creators. That would be nice. Oh, I'm gonna have to look that up now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this marks Captain Spaulding's third and final appearance on MASH. I'm waiting for you to cheer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know you don't like the guy or his music. Uh, no. no I, well, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's just it's put in oddly. It's just yeah, like thrown in there just, yeah. to, you know, just to promote this guy as a singer. Yeah, no, I mean, I've got, I got, actually, I've got n- nothing against um, the actor, that the musician himself, Wainwright, at all. Uh, you know, and I, th- I think his son's a, a pretty cool guy as well. But I, I just, it just doesn't work. It's, it's almost like, um, you know, pantomime. It's almost like, you know, um, the Saturday afternoon you yeah. Know, yeah. variety show. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's so handsome, so commanding. Who's the little guy? President Truman. Well, that's about the size of it, I guess. <laughs> Frank, please don't laugh in here. Sorry, Margaret. I can't wait to meet him. We're practically family. Yes, darling. Dad and he fought the Hucks together in the Philippines. Fought the who's? The Hucks, a rebellious native tribe. Oh, those Hucks. At home on the mantle, we have a picture he autographed. Best wishes to my friend, Howitzer Al Houlihan. Knock him dead, fella. That's so warm, so human. That Christmas they exchanged shrunken tribesmen's heads. You don't forget a little thing like that. All right, it's time for some trivia. I have this one for this episode. Radar wants to earn his high school diploma via a correspondent course. Question is, Radar was asked a question about the significance of the dates 1776 and 1492. What was his answer? Go ahead and send your answer to mash4077podcast at gmail.com. Once again, the question. Radar was asked a question about the significance of the dates 1776 and 1492. What was Radar's answer? Do you know the answer to that one? Yeah, I do, because it's uh, in front of me on the script. <laughs> <laughs> I meant before you read it. Oh, right. General MacArthur, I bid you hail and welcome to the 4077th Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. Although I have bid welcome to other dignitaries, this is the highest bidding I have ever had the privilege. Of. Of of privilege. Thank you, Colonel. Blake. Thank you, Blake. Introductions, introductions. Sir, may I present my staff, General? Yes. Two of my captains. Captain Sodom and Captain Gamora. He's Gamora. 
General, I've heard a lot about you, sir. Most of it infantile. Uh, thank you. And, uh, Major Burns. And his maiden aunt, Major Houlihan. Didn't I supposed to say that? That's... Quit horsing around. General, as a memento of this great honor, I have prepared a souvenir book with pictures and a complete history of the 4077. Which will be on sale in the lobby as you leave the theater. Here, General, you see a picture of... How did that get in there? <laughs> no lock on the latrine door. Colonel! Well, for crooning out loud, Frank, it's just a rehearsal. I know, sir, but... Attention! All personnel! General MacArthur has just passed Checkpoint Able. Uh. He'll be here in seconds. This is not a rehearsal. This is a real emergency. All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at GeekyFanboy. And we have a website, and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. We have a blog. You can find that at www.mash4077podcast.blogspot.com. Why not come along and spend some of your hard-earned money at our MASH online store? And that's at www.zazzle.com slash mash4077podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, Direct Download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. Alright, so that's going to do it for this episode. Again, after the such a great start to the, you know, to a few episodes previous, it's just hard to compare these episodes. This one was just kind of ho-hum for me. Yeah. Well, I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing ya. Big Mac is coming. He'll put on it. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alien Nation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the Newcomers Podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com.
Hey there, MASH fans, this is Meds. Now, as you know, both myself, Al and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and mine is called Waffle on Podcast, and we talk about classic television programmes and films from around the world. So if you think that's your cup of tea, or cup of coffee, whichever you like, then come over to iTunes and type in Waffle on Podcast. Or, of course, you can go to our main site, which is at Podbean, so just type in waffleon.podbean.com. We would be honoured if you join us. My name is Al. And I'm Joyce. And we're, we're huge, huge Disneyland, Disneyland fans. In fact, we love the Disneyland Resort so much, we host a podcast dedicated to the happiest place on Earth to share that passion with others. That's right. On our show, Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast, we share current resort news, some tips and tricks we've learned over the years to help make your Disneyland Resort vacation the most magical experience ever. We uncover little-known and often-overlooked gems we like to call hidden treasures and even review the attractions and places to eat that make the Disneyland Resort so much fun. And if that wasn't enough, we even share some video episodes to help keep you in that Disney magic state of mind. If you're a longtime fan of the Disneyland Resort or you've just recently discovered the magic, this podcast is for you. You can find Tales from the Mouse House Disneyland Podcast at www.talescast.com and in iTunes. And remember, make, make it, it a Mickey, Mickey day. day. MASH 4077 Podcast is a Geeky Fanboy production and has a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, works 3.0 United States license. All rights reserved. This is the 69th episode overall, but Klinger interrupts the... Uh, Henry says a daily Bloomington pantograph. Okay. The enduring mystery of this episode is the identity of the actor playing General MacArthur. 